This is Aaron Sheik. You listen to the Mark and Alt. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out episode 249. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you can go check out all of our past episodes at MarkingOut.com, on iTunes, and on Stitch Radio. Go subscribe, download, rate us five stars, or whatever the rating is, do the highest. Also, you can go purchase all of our t-shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. Facebook, go like us, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. I am your host, Dave the Rave, and you can go follow me on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M-O, and I am here with Brandon. You can go follow him on Twitter, twitter.com slash BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always, and uh, like I say every week, you could just say at BTTG161. You don't have to actually... Say they www.twitter.com forward slash BTTG161. Well, maybe they're going to think that I'm talking about Instagram. If I say go follow him at BTTG161. If there's a BTTG161 on Instagram, it's definitely not me. Which, by the way, say that again? As if there is. I mean, it's definitely not me, though. But (laughs) speaking of that accent... Emma, Miss Emma, does her own cooking show and completely shows throws shade towards me with my cooking show. Yeah, I was watching that the other day. Cooking well, with Tennille, what is it? It's not yeah. cooking with Tennille, it's something else. Right? No, no, Tasting I think, with Tennille? Um, something? I, I think it's like it uses the alliteration, mm-hmm. if I use that word correctly. I have... I'm, I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, but... It's uh, interesting. I mean, it's not... It's your typical... YouTube cooking show. It's, it's no it's a typical bread, coo- it's a, Yeah, it's a typical cooking show where it's going to see how you could take this piece of bread and make it into some vegetable pizza. Yeah. You can have some, some spaghetti bolognese. It's very, very healthy. Yeah, it is. I mean, not to say Brandon's cooking isn't healthy. No, Brandon's cooking is not healthy. Well, how's not, how not? No, it is. <laughs> I mean, the cheesecake definitely wasn't. I mean, there's really, in my opinion... The pizza there, was healthy, though. <laughs> I mean, you hit the all the uh, food uh, the, the pizza? Uh, categories with the pizza. I mean, you what had your pizza? dairy, your car, you, you're good. What pizza? From episode, which episode is that from? Episode 9? Episode 16, I think, wasn't it? Episode 16. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the meatloaf wasn't unhealthy. No. It had vegetables not. in it, vegetables and meat. The cheesecake, though, in my opinion, you can't have low-fat cheesecake. It exists out there, and it tastes good. But why? why How they do it? You're you're cheating yourself out of that. You should never go with the low fat cheesecake. And you know what? I got I get disappointed when I eat Italian cheesecake because I don't like ricotta cheese. I'm actually a fan. I I Italian cheesecake or a ricotta cheese. Ricotta. I've never had Italian cheesecake. It's made with it's made with that instead of cream cheese. Huh? Because every Italian dessert ever. 
yeah. exists with the ricotta cheese. So how has your week been? It was it was good. I went and I saw a movie that Bradley Cooper film called Burnt. It's Burnt. about him being a chef. It was pretty good. All right. Did it inspire you to uh, do Cooking with Brandon Five? No, it inspired me to look him up on Twitter to be like, hey, bro, I saw your film. Here's my cooking video. Dude's okay. not even on Twitter. Oh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I, I tweeted the burnt movie, but you know, <laughs> throwing shade towards BTTG161. <laughs> of course, of course. I did tweet Judd Apatow and said, hey, watch my video. Don't reply if you think it's funny. He didn't reply, so. <laughs> hey, that means that he watched it. Yeah, right. Good job. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. Anything else? No, I, I made a, a an ugly holiday sweater this this week. Okay. Waiting for that to come in the mail. There you go. Anything with you? Any good weeks? Any bad weeks? Any? My week was actually pretty good. And I mean, the um, nothing really too much took place. It was it was nice because I feel like before you know it, Thanksgiving break's gonna be here, and then before that, the semester's gonna be over. Are you going yep. home for Thanksgiving break? Yes, I am. Are you going to break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar? Sure. That sounds really weird. I'm purchasing a Kit Kat bar, and I will break a piece off for you. You know, I'm not a, not a big fan of Kit Kats. No, no, no. If I'm eating, if I'm eating a wafer, I'd rather just eat those like the the wafer things. Uh, I gotta say, I we me and a few friends went for to a wine bar the other night. And like they had like uh, like good wine, beer, stuff like that. And I tried uh, these two uh, beers I've never heard of before. One was like a smoky one that it was good, but the other one <laughs> it was, was like it. somebody's like, "Here, kid, try this. It's my <laughs> it's my beer." Treating his like tobacco. Yeah, no. And then the second one, it's called uh, ginger beer, and that was actually pretty good. Ginger beer is not actually alcoholic, correct? No, it was alcoholic. I thought ginger beer wasn't alcoholic. The, I thought that one, was specifically a non-alcoholic beverage. No, uh, the one I had was, I think, uh, 5% alcohol or 6%, one of those. But it, it was actually pretty good. So, and what was so, the smoky it, one? Huh? What's that? What was the smoky one? Um, it was something, uh, something ale, I forgot. But it was from Ireland. I forgot what the, no, excuse me, what the name of it was. It was like peak, uh, peat smoked uh, something ale, red ale. I forgot. It was tasty, but um, I don't know. The ginger beer was definitely different. Ginger beer, a carbonated sweetened beverage produced yeah. in two versions, alcoholic brewed ginger beer mm -hmm. and uh, carbonated soft drink, which yeah, is primarily I, I, flavored with ginger. Yeah, I had the alcoholic one and it was definitely different, especially because it was carbonated and everything. Was it, it was sweet though, right? Yeah, it was very sweet. It was good though. It was good. I don't mind drinking stuff like that and like getting cider. It's, it, some of the cider's really good. Listen, if I'm if if I was gonna go out drinking mm -hmm. and get like a shot or a drink or anything, I would yeah. want it to be sweet. I, you may actually like it. Yeah, and it doesn't taste like alcohol. It tastes like just a gingerbread cookie pretty much. I absolutely despise gingerbread cookies. Well, then you're not going to enjoy it. I'll eat ginger within my Chinese well, I mean, food. Okay, it, it tastes like ginger. It tastes like ginger. Yeah, well, yeah. But, yeah. So, 
But uh, uh, let's let's move on from that. Oh, by the way, Friday the thirteenth. Might as well mention that. Oh yeah, that's and today. look what time it is. Even Jesus. Wow. Yeah, is it thirteen? Well, not anymore, but oh. <laughs> that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> but uh, we got a comment this week from Broski Ben saying, "Hey guys, just for a heads up, NXT London is on December sixteenth live on the WWE Network for only nine ninety nine. Which, by the way, I miss them playing that that song. Remember that song, nine ninety nine? Yep, the one that sounded like the." Uh, all-Star, what is it? I forget their names. I don't know. And then he goes on to say, I was wondering, do you prefer Zack Ryder being in NXT at the moment? I'm not a huge fan of Mojo Rawley, but if it means Zack Ryder is working great matches, I'm all for it. Hope you're all well, broski Ben. Thanks for writing, Ben. Um, also, first with that NXT event, it's, it's going to be live on the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. At 3 p.m. Oh, cool. Our time. On Wednesday, December 16th. So I will be watching that and live tweeting. Very cool. And then going to Billy Joel the next day. There you go. What do you think about the Zack Ryder comment? I mean, I'm, we've said you, it many you times. Share, you probably share the same opinion as Ben here. Wait, no. You, you don't like Mojo. Oh, no. I, I'm, not a fan, I'm not a fan of Mojo, but I love the fact that uh, Zach Ryder's on NXT. Which you're now sharing the same <laughs> opinion as Ben here. Because yeah. he says he's not a huge fan of Mojo, but if it means Ryder's working great matches. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a lot. But he also mentioned that he's not that big of a fan of Matt being on NXT. No, he didn't. He said, I'm not a huge fan. He said, do you prefer Ryder being in NXT at the moment? I'm not a huge fan of Mojo, but if it means Ryder working great matches, I'm all for it. Uh, that I miss, I misheard you about that, but I love him being on NXT because it's a great way for him to uh, kind of evolve his character a little bit, test out some new tactics, and I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, uh, I, I have to say though that Mojo has kind of grown on me with kind of seeing like behind the scenes videos and stuff from Zack Ryder, and then also for now from Breaking Ground, hmm. but. Uh, Still, like in ring wise, there's uh, Ryder brings everything to the table. Not, yeah, not I, Mojo. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna need a lot more to uh, become on board with Mojo Raleigh. I'm not that big of a fan. I think that I'm not a fan of the gimmick, but I'm good because I feel like they do have a lot invested with him, especially with the NFL past and being uh, Gronkowski's best friend or whatever. So, in that fact, I'm really happy that he's with Matt because this way it's going to really, I think it could help him out, uh, give him some relevance and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they have merchandise already. They have their own theme song. Yeah. And now with this past NXT, they're teaming up with Bailey with the champ, the women's champion. Yeah. You, you can't beat that. So. Yeah. So uh, moving on from that. <laughs> Uh, I think we should also just make mention that today is the, it has been a decade since Eddie Guerrero passed away. Uh, it's insane that it's been that long. Yeah, very crazy that it's been so long. Yeah, like Owen Hart, when 2009 rolled around, I could understand that it was 10 years since then because, I mean, I was such a, I was a young kid when Owen Hart passed away. 
Yeah. So 10 years from that, it was 2009. Mm-hmm. And I was what? I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. When Eddie Guerrero passed away, I was two, it was 2005. And yeah. it was like, I, I remember, I remember it much more than 1999. And I don't like, know. I feel like I remember. Yeah, well, you're old, so. Yeah, I remember Owen Hart. You have that. Than I remember Eddie Guerrero. Because you didn't really watch in 2005. I I I don't recall. You did you watch Ken Kennedy versus versus Eddie Guerrero? You probably didn't. I think so. I, mean, I, I don't have, remember. But you, I really don't think you watched in 2005. Yeah, so I I don't know. I don't know. I may have not. But it's just crazy because, I mean, Eddie Guerrero, not to say Owen Hart wasn't because he was also, but Eddie Guerrero was probably one of the best professional wrestlers ever. Oh, so was Owen Hart. Yeah. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, not to say, take anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very unfortunate, but it's still, I mean, you still find matches of his that, like, are very, a lot of fun to watch. Like, a lot of his uh, matches from Japan and stuff like that. It's just very entertaining. Yeah. And I love, like, I still pop whenever someone tries to do that uh, gimmick with the light uh, cheating steel where they'll toss someone a weapon and then they'll fall down. Yeah, I mean, they, like, just, they, just, they just did it recently. on Yeah, like, I, like with New Day. Like, I'm a fan of that spot. And I, I'm sure that that spot has been, been done before Eddie Guerrero was doing it. But I associate it with him. And it, it's just fun. Yeah. It always brings a good memory. Yeah, so... Eddie is definitely missed. Yeah. Uh, moving on to that, how about some Monday Night Raw? Monday Night Raw! You can't even, like, attempt to do a Macho Man impression? No, it doesn't how work do like that. Know, how do you just not know how to do a Macho Man impression? I just can't do it. You gotta start off really, really, really low in decibel, and then you gotta turn it up a little bit more. And if I turn it up any higher than this, it's going to sound really bad. So Monday Night Nitro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So it kicked off with uh, good old Triple H. <laughs> it's weird. When, when you say good old in the professional wrestling business, you got to follow it with JR in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of messed me up not to hear that. So maybe you want to say that again. Sure. Um, we kicked off with Triple H. <laughs> yeah, Triple H opened the show, basically gave the rundown about Seth Rollins' injury. They, I think they even showed the clip of, like, I don't remember, but I think I remember. They, they did post the, the video of his, some of his surgery on YouTube, so maybe. I didn't know. See, last week when we were spoken, speaking about... Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins' injury, we thought it was like a tables match or something. Rollins went on to actually finish the match. Like, I thought it was... Yeah, we saw. No, no, I didn't didn't see the end of the match. I thought it was just a table spot and that was it. It was. No, it wasn't. The dude dude got up and hit a pedigree and stuff. Did he? I I thought it was just a powerbomb and he pinned him and that was it. I'm pretty sure I saw the, the vi- I'm pretty sure there was a video oh. of him getting up after that, picking Kane up and hitting a pedigree. And get, like, I, I, I don't understand how he, he stood on his leg. Yeah, I think that's kind of stupid of him. But I would have just called the match 
early, he may have done more further damage to his knee. He could have, but but that entire I, I was I thought it was really cool in the video that usually they would do the black and white videos, especially when they use surgery and blood and stuff like that, because of how graphic it is. I don't I don't understand why they show that stuff. That like I, I cringe every single time. I cringe when I get like blood taken from me. I'm like I'm good <laughs> with the needle going in, but when the blood comes out, I'm like, oh, that's like I don't I, I'm I don't understand how. I don't understand how people have that as a job and like I'm fascinated by it. I watched the video a few times pausing on the knee part on the incisions and stuff. It's I mean I've watched videos about that before though too. It's, it's, it's not that thing. It's not that crazy. I mean it's not bloody. It really I mean it's not bloody cuz there's no blood over there. Yeah, cuz they usually tourniquet around the knee. Right, but it's still blood still flow. really gross. It's <laughs> I, 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 I give just, I give doctors and nurses and whoever else is involved in that industry and field so much credit for what I, they do. I'm completely fine with it. I mean, but also you're talking to a person. I've dissected cadavers in a laboratory. Like I actually took a bone saw and used it to cut open a, uh, a cadaver's cranium and dissect and uh, extract the brain. Bro, I wasn't even so. good when we had to touch an owl pellet. <laughs> they're like yeah we're gonna hatch baby ducks i was like i don't want to do that i don't know I extract don't the brain that. and like we had to extract the brain extract the heart extract the kidneys liver all of the like all of the uh, organs it's i don't know it's just did, did you have it with fava beans <laughs> no no i did not um yeah, I don't yeah. know. So anyway, back to the Monday Night Raw. Triple H spoke about Rollins' injury and uh, brought out Roman Reigns and said that Roman Reigns could have it all if Roman Reigns just joined the authority, basically. And uh, Will he be his man, his guy? Yeah, that was super bro. weird. I was like, bro, if you wanted Roman Reigns to be your guy, you should have given him your Letterman jacket. <laughs> That was and, uh, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I thought it was quite funny, and uh, yeah. So Roman Reigns said no. Triple H said you you don't have to compete in the tournament. You could just be the number one contender at Survivor Series. Just yeah, join then he, us. Then he brought up his family, his kids, setting his kids up, and his he kids. Said, he kids said up. your daughter's daughter or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even know Roman's Roman Reigns's three year old daughter had a kid. <laughs> I think he was just getting at that he would be set down the line, yeah, but he yeah, still obviously. turned him down, saying that he he does everything for himself, his way, yeah. not anyone else's. So yeah, so Roman Reigns had to be in that number one contender tournament, just like yeah. everybody else. I'm I'm happy that they did address this though, yeah. as that was a big concern of ours last week on the show. Yeah, what so I'm happy that they addressed it. What really bothered me here was uh, also Lance Storm. Uh huh. Lance Storm tweeted out a lot about this, which I was saying this even before he was. I saw what he did. What? Before I saw his tweets, that the championship, the championship still had Seth Rollins' side plates on them. Okay. If he was stripped of the title as of Monday Night Raw, why have why even associate the title with Seth Rollins even further? Well, I'm sure that they didn't even consider removing the plates or anything they, I mean, they did for i don't understand smackdown no i don't i don't know smackdown he wasn't even i don't even uh, remember the title uh, I, that, that, that doesn't bother me uh, it bothers me i'm fine with it 
But Roman Reigns had to stay out there, <clears throat> led right into his match against Big Show. And it wasn't that bad of a match. <sighs> I mean, it wasn't too bad. Big Show's been in worse matches. I mean, it was Reigns defeating Big Show again. Yeah, it's So Reigns not... advanced in the tournament. But, like, the yeah. last thing I wanted to see, especially to start out Monday Night Raw with the match-wise, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I think that's a poor starter. It was over 10 minutes long. and Well, that's frankly, why I watch it on YouTube. Yeah, what'd you get? A two-minute clip? Huh? I said, what'd you get? The two-minute clip? Five-minute yeah, clip? Yeah, which is perfect because they show me what I have to see. I don't and and what, 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 did you take away from, what, what did you take away from that match? I took away that it was pretty decent. I like the spot where Big Show throws uh, Roman Reigns into the ring from the outside, like through the ropes. And then after that, it was pretty much your typical yeah. Show Reigns match. But the it only wasn't thing that I really remember is that Roman Reigns won. Okay. What is like that's that's it. That's there's nothing else to that match. Eh, it was wasn't that much. I mean, I don't think anything else was supposed to be to the match. Well, I mean, it's your typical fashion match to put over Reigns, make Roman look strong. Which I don't see how it does. Well, all right. So you book Reigns. Who would you put as his opponent in the first round? <laughs> Titus O'Neil. <laughs> there you go. No, Talking about Titus O'Neil, he was in the tournament as well, paired up against Kevin Owens. Like, Kevin was up the victory in this matchup. It was a good back and forth match, though. Yeah, but like, come on. I know. Did you actually think Titus O'Neil was going to win? No. Right. I like I mean, though. Before the match started, Kevin Owens made fun of the British fans. I thought that was nice. I it like would be nice. It would be nice in this tournament if they did put up some matches where it was just like, oh, this actually could, like, instead of Owens versus uh, O'Neill, give Owens a different uh, opponent. Like, someone that's actually... Well, I feel like that's what everyone was thinking with Kalisto and Ryback. Yeah. So, but, but that's true. like I was saying, with Kevin Owens making fun of the fan base, mm-hmm. uh, or not the fan base, the British fans, yeah. I like when... Fans can be cut down like that. Yeah. Because I go, it drives me absolutely insane every time I'm playing WW2K16. And and there's there's a chant. They, they have that we are awesome chant. Oh, no. And that's like sticking a knife in my gut and just turning it. And it really <laughs> pisses me off. Because I feel like that chant was only originated after the WrestleMania thing because of the international fans. Yeah. So for Kevin Owens to go out there and make fun of those international fans, damn roasted. I I love it. But as far as the actual match goes, I thought I thought it was cool that it wasn't a squash match. That's yeah, what I, thought, I was expecting. I was surprised that O'Neill got a good amount of office in there. Yeah, I definitely expected it to be that squash victory, but no, it wasn't. But, so it was cool. But as expected, Owens hit the pop up power bomb for the victory. Yeah. And it advanced. Up next, we saw Becky Lynch defeating Paige uh, with a heel move to win after Paige did the same move, which Mm -hmm. is that roll-up grabbing the trunks. Yeah. So, cool, I guess. Why? I just, I thought that was stupid. I'm fine with it. It's dog-eat-dog. I'm completely fine with her rolling up and using the tights a little bit. Give Paige a taste of her own medicine. Yeah, I'm but I don't. There's nothing, nothing in that match was like, oh. I no, feel like I needed I, something to grab me in order to have a finish like that. 
It's a. I'm sorry, but this the divas match. It's a divas match, and there's nothing to gravitate me towards really watching a two minute three a two minute match of them. Well, the better part at least happened afterwards when Paige I, attacked Becky Lynch. Yeah, I disagree. Why do you? Why? What did you like about it? I I don't know. I thought it was well because Paige is the number one contender. Mm-hmm. So and Becky Lynch is Charlotte's lackey, sidekick, I, whatever I, you want to call her. So I'm that not, gets under Charlotte's skin. I'm not a the fan fact of that it. Paige lots the PTO on the announcers table. Come on, what the that pissed me off so much. Why? Why? What pissed she me off? It on the table, and they're like, "Oh no, not yeah. on the table." I'm like, what is that doing? <laughs> the, well, like, commentary like, is commentary, bro. The commentators was just like, oh no, she's doing it on the table. Don't do it on the table. You're ruining my notes all over. You you just mixed up all my notes. What are you doing? See, I was fine like that. I'm fine with, but I'm that, I'm, that I'm more the, focused on the move itself. I just can't I can't support this because there, I would rather see an impactful move through the table and the commentators really. I mean, maybe it goes back to just the commentators. But I don't see the point of a submission being done on a table anyways. Yeah, I mean, I don't really see the, the point either. I guess, yes, if she did the DDT through the table or whatever. But I feel like it was just to kind of mock Charlotte and get under her skin, to which she even ran down where that led to Paige breaking the move and going into the crowd or whatever, or just leaving the ringside area. But... Why all of a sudden is Charlotte not with Becky? Like, why is that all of a sudden that she's like, oh, backstage? To set this up. I mean, I don't, it's stupid. It's not, it's not, it doesn't flow. Right. It's, yeah. The storyline, the plot, it doesn't flow. Up next, we saw Dolph Ziggler picking up the victory, defeating Miz to advance in the tournament as well. Kind um, of a lackluster finish, in my opinion. Very much so. But at least okay. Ziggler was uh, selling that bad leg yeah. from, from previous weeks. Mm. But uh, And I'm surprised Tyler Breeze wasn't involved directly at all. That Yeah, I think that's kind of bogus. And I just wasn't a fan of that super kick for the finish. Uh, it was just... Know, I did like that, though. The, the reason I don't like it is because... He's done that many times, but not as a as a closer, as a finisher right. or anything. Yeah. But also, there was no setup to it. Like, there's no. I feel like without a setup, like a sweet chin music, do you have the tapping of the foot? Uh, and like, I feel like without a setup like that to engage the fans and stuff, just a random super kick out of nowhere. Yeah, but not every just, single sweet chin music featured yeah, the but, foot. But it's also Shawn Michaels. It's not Ziggler. I feel like. But, doesn't I? I'm not a fan of it, especially with Ziggler. I don't know. I, I the reason why I like that was for the fact that he was doing the move, and yes, his leg is hurt, so he fell afterwards. He just happened to fall onto Miz and pick up the victory there. I'm not a fan. I can't support it. Well, speaking of things that you might want to support, Alberto Del Rio and Zeb Coulter cut a promo about Mex America. And basically how hated British people are and that Del Rio's got a match on SmackDown for the tournament. So. Well, this is something I can't support either. <laughs> I, I cannot support Del Rio and Coulter being viewed as heels. 
I cannot They're, support that. You have to. They are heels. I, you go to, you I, go can't, to England, I can't support it. If you go to England after, and make fun of them, then you're especially a heel. after after Del Rio comes out to such a huge pop. Coulter come returns to such a huge pop. I can't. I cannot support them being treated as heels and trying to get the fans to dislike them. I think they should just go the other route. Perfect person to look at, Batista. They tried mm -hmm. to bring him back as a face. It flopped. Not to say this flop. Yeah, but they, they, actually but turned they him. haven't given this a chance to. They haven't given him a chance to be a face. But you see, I don't even want to see Del Rio as I mean, a face. I feel like Batista and Del Rio are no. Two well, it is two different things because they yeah. did that to Del Rio. Batista was just uh, like they. No, Batista was allowed to be a face for a little bit of time. No, no he turned. was he was returned as a face, but nobody cared, so they turned on him. Yeah, but it was. And then they, would, WWE it, was like, "Wow." Well, I mean, yeah, but it wasn't in one night, one or two nights. It took, it was over time. It that wasn't he, that long of a time period. But it wasn't like Del Rio where he comes out to as a face pretty much. And in fact, you know what though? I don't know. I feel like, when did Batista return? Was it the Royal Rumble? Yeah. So, and it, I kind of feel like he's kind of hated in there. I cannot, I cannot support it. The only thing that I could see is, do you see any relation with Donald Trump for WrestleMania next year? As or in maybe Donald or, Trump will be at WrestleMania? Yeah, with in relation to Coulter and this angle. Do you think there is, I mean, I kind of, I feel like at this stage, I can't put anything past Donald Trump. I, I mean, it's not like... I mean, it's not anything that would be completely wild to really think either. I mean, we've seen him at two, exactly. three, four, maybe, four or five WrestleManias. WWE Hall of Famer next year with the running. Yeah. Uh, I mean, would you put him past? I mean, absolutely not. Not at all. Because there's so much that Donald Trump does that surprises everyone. I mean, you, not kind of, you would want Donald Trump to be viewed as a face. So maybe he would catch Coulter with the right hook or something. <laughs> We're here in Texas. We need to build this wall now. People like <laughs> people like Del Rio come into our country. We need this wall to be huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah but you, I mean I don't know. I that's I what I see him agree. I mean, it wouldn't be really that good because of the entire immigration policies and stuff like that but dude would trump be, that would get over like we don't would, need mex america we don't <laughs> need mex america we need to build that wall zeb coulter you could go to mexico that's fine don't come here to america i kind of could see it <laughs> i'm gonna listen back and be like damn that was an awful trump impression yeah <laughs> but i'm doing the hands and the face and everything so um, big no, big talking about talking about awful in my opinion Natalia picked up the victory over Naomi, and I thought it was pretty awful. Team, I hate team Bad all tried to get involved. Let's say um, that. Team Bad tried to get involved, and I hated the fact that, well, A, the crowd was chanting the entire night, we want Sasha, and the crowd did not get, they got a glimpse of Sasha. They didn't get Sasha in a match. And plus, I am not a fan of Natalia saying that we want Sasha. Well, that's what I, everyone's been doing. I, Right? One of the Bella Twins did that two weeks ago. The yeah. same thing. Trying to mock the We Want Sasha chance. I do not... If one no, of the it's Bella not mock the chance. It's 
Bam roasted, they don't want you, they want her. Natalia challenged the leader of Team Bad. Naomi stepped up, or whatever, and it wasn't Sasha Banks as the leader, so that's Natalia being like, ha ha, Naomi, maybe you shouldn't be the leader. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's stupid, especially because it's been done before. Two week, three weeks ago, or whatever. Well, I'm not a fan of it, and I really think Natalia isn't that good. And this match really supports my opinion. No, she is that good. And no, no, one hundred percent. Because if people okay. said Charlotte Flair versus uh, versus Natalia was five star quality match of the year candidate, then she is that good. Sorry, don't disagree. you? No, no, no. How could disagree. you say that? What, I don't think she's that what good. What is supporting anymore. then what's supporting that that match was so damn good? I don't know. I never said that it was match of the year. It was Natalia. But okay. Natalia tossed Naomi. Natalia in. with no the lackluster, no charisma, Natalia. She cries a lot, so what? <laughs> so what? So what? <laughs> See, do you do that because of me now? No, I do it because of Family Guy. Really? What's from Family Guy? The so what? So what? Want to fight about it? The oh. the golf, uh, the groundskeeper yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. See, I do mine from Fred Armisen's impression of Joy Behar from The View on SNL. Uh, no. He goes, so what? So what? So what? I don't know, yeah. Joy Behar. You, you definitely do. If you saw her, you would know. So what? <laughs> but uh, Naomi got tossed into to uh, Tamina and. And Natalia did the quick roll up. But afterwards is the main thing. Sasha Banks got in the ring and attacked Natalia. Uh, Natty reversed it, though, into the sharpshooter where she didn't even get Sasha Banks' legs crossed over into a position for the sharpshooter. That really grinded my gears. Yeah, well, Uh but then Tamina kicked Natalia and uh, Sasha put her in the bank statement. Yeah. Um, Which it's cool that it's like, Really, there really is only that one. Because I don't know where the Bellas have been. Well, one's injured. Nikki is injured. Yeah, that's right. So I guess they're keeping Foxy and uh, Brie off television. So that really gives us Team Bad to rule supreme, reign supreme. But how could they reign if they're losing? I, you know, because this was, in my opinion, who came out looking better in that segment? I mean, Sasha Banks did. Sasha, Natalia yeah, won, but Sasha, Sasha last, Banks was... Natalia was, defeated Tamina last week. Sasha lost in that fatal four-way. Yeah, but no, no, no. On this, on this Monday Night Raw episode, Natalia won the match and then ultimately lost because she was... This, this is becoming a Natalia versus Team Bad uh, storyline. Yeah, it's... I mean, you I asked, mean, this is her second match with someone from Team Bad. You asked for... Isn't it third? What? Third... Though I think didn't Team Bad attack Natalia. Uh, I think so, but I, I mean Natalia, it, she is a good wrestler, but I think she is nothing without wow. charisma. Flip flopping on the same episode. <laughs> well, no, I mean she's not a terrible wrestler, but I think she's really not. She's good, but I don't think she's as good as people say because she doesn't have charisma. Yeah, but I, I don't think you need. How's Brock Lesnar have charisma? What is charisma? How's what's that defined by? Charisma being good wrestler. What? Uh, I think you need. I think charisma and connection with the crowd is pretty big. Goes a long way. Uh, next up, you had Cesaro pick up a victory over Sheamus in the uh, to advance in the tournament. 
before the match, Bad News Barrett cut a promo on somebody named Wayne Rooney. I guess he's a football player or a soccer player. Yeah, something like that. He slapped Bad News Barrett during the match, which distracted Sheamus for Sheamus to lose. Yeah. I, like, I literally, I wonder if that's how people in England and other countries feel when, like, we have American celebrities on Raw and stuff. Probably. They're like the Green Bay Packers. Who are they and why do we care? They're like, who is Sherry Shepard? Who is that? <laughs> are you kidding me? You don't know Sherry Shepard? No. From The View? No, you keep on mentioning these view people. <laughs> why do you think I know these people? Like, I, don't even, I, I don't even watch The View. Huh? I don't even watch The View. I, you know, no, Sherry Shepard. They're they're comedians. There's people. I guess I I like comedy, so I know comedians. If you want to call The View comedians, no, I'm not calling The View comedians. Joy Behar and Sherry Shepard are comedians. So I do not know them at all. Well, and even if I saw a picture of them, I probably would recognize them, but I still don't care. Bro, you them. even saw Sherry Shepard live, I think, two times. <laughs> At Madison Square Garden and Nassau Coliseum, I think. Maybe both times were Madison Square Garden. I'm not positive. But she was in the corner of MVP that one time. I guess, I, I think she used to date MVP, according to the news. I don't know. That's far-fetched for me, but nah. whatever. All right, next up yeah, is... So, but what, no, what I was disappointed with this whole segment is why Sheamus was in this match. Like, why, I, why would no. Sheamus need to be in a... a a, a tournament for the World Wrestling Federation WWE Championship. I don't know why I said the World Stop Wrestling that. Federation. What? Stop that. Stop what? It's WWE Championship. No, I don't. Well, I said World Wrestling Federation WWE Championship. Yeah, I, don't. I don't know why I said World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> it was just coming out of my mouth. But why would he need to be in that tournament for that when he has the Money in the Bank briefcase, contract and briefcase, I guess you would say. It's poor poor booking. Because let's say Sheamus was to to have won that match and advanced in the, advanced in the tournament and then go on to Survivor Series and win the WWE Championship. Does that mean he can, I don't does that know. mean the contract goes unused? Poor poor booking. They could have put our truth in there or Fandango in there. But I do, booking. I do think this was the best match of the night. So kudos yeah. to Cesaro and Sheamus for that. Nah, the next match I was very uh, not. I wasn't pleased with. You were displeased. Yeah, Dean Ambrose picked up the victory over Tyler Breeze. First of all, um, in his uh, according to them, his debut. I debut. hated that. I posted a picture of that. Even I absolutely hated that. And that's the thing. Like I hate when people say like, oh. They're making their WWE debut just because they're now from NXT to the main roster. Because in my eyes, NXT is WWE. I understand NXT is not Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Wait, did you just say NXT is WWE? Yeah, it is. Okay. Why? Just, no, no, no. Just just double checking. Because you were arguing what? Nothing, nothing. Next up. No, I want to know why. No, no, but I agree with you that I'm not a. I really don't like it. It's like they they completely forget that they were on Raw, and yeah. it was that match was a I year think ago. It as, no, but I think that was a match of the year candidate, or it was definitely like uh, um, thought to be potentially. It was good. Uh, it was Tyson Tyson Kidd and and uh, Tyler Breeze taking on Sami Zayn and Neville. 
which yeah. is literally a year and a month earlier than that Monday Night Raw episode. Yeah. But obviously, you got to assume that Tyler Breeze will go on to uh, be in this competition and no go on to cause distraction for Dolph Ziggler in the competition. We know what happens to Tyler Breeze. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and I don't know. I also, I guess I just don't like the fact that Summer, Summer Ray, is still mm-hmm. not going to wrestle. Like, yeah. she, went, she went from being a wrestler to a manager to I'm, I'm, someone who rarely wrestled to a manager and then another manager. I'm fine with her as a valet right now. But I, I think it just sucks because she's one of the women that I yeah, look at and think she can wrestle. I, I agree with you that she that I think she could wrestle as well. But honestly, I think we're gonna we would just have another Becky Lynch story right, where yeah. she would become a she would wrestle a few matches, but it would be like she would be. But people people forget. Are falling behind. But, but people forget if you go back to NXT, who what was that group? Wasn't it Charlotte uh, Summer? Ba- Fabulous. No. Was it Charlotte Summer and Becky, or was it Charlotte Lee? Summer and Sasha? I want to say. Did I say? I think Becky? Sasha's. Yeah, you said Becky. I meant to say Sasha. Yeah, I think Sasha and them. The best friends or whatever. I I don't re- remember, but I mean that's pretty. That's how Charlotte came in. She right. kind of replaced uh, Summer Rae, I believe, in that group. Um, I think it was her, her, there may have been someone else. It may have just been a tag team. I don't recall. Yeah. But, um, but she with, definitely can wrestle, but there's nowhere. She would just fall in the background. So I'm fine with her as a valet now. Yeah. Well, with this match, fourth match to end with a roll up victory. What are your thoughts on that? I'm not a fan of that. I feel like it is cheating the fans big time to not give actual finishes. Um, yeah, I mean it's a finish, but I don't think it's I don't think it's good. You had Becky versus Paige ending a roll up. You had Natalia Naomi, Cesaro Sheamus, and Ambrose Breeze. Yeah, all basically all in a in a row. I think it's well, poor, with the exception of Ziggler. I Ziggler. think it's poor booking and poor communication between the wrestlers. Like, if they all, I don't know if they talk to each hey, other. Hey, bro, you doing that super kick spot tonight? Yeah, like, I, like, I don't know if they're gonna, like, our finish is going to be this, our finish is going to be that. But I feel like if you see two people do a roll-up uh, finish, maybe you should be like, hey, let's that adjust our finish a little bit. I, I don't know how WWE works, but that could also have been the agents. The it, agents it could, could have, have been, known that, and but like, even but even still, I think that it would be a lack of communication between everyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To have this similar finish. Um. Right. Yeah. All right. Next at up, least, at least Cesaro's is entertaining when he does it. No. Does the? Yeah. Does oh no, I, I don't. I don't see Cesaro's roll up as a. That's a roll up though. No. Regardless of what it is, it's a roll up. Uh, what is it? The. I forgot what it was, but I'm. But I'm regardless, it's a roll. I don't forget. I don't consider that in the same category. It's that, still a roll up, though. I don't consider that. Uh, in the main event, you had New Day uh, pick up the victory over Neville and Usos. New Day cutting a promo on their way to the ring. Hilarious promo. Yeah, but mostly true about how they were left out of the tournament. Yeah. Very. How did Titus O'Neil make it? But yeah. not one third of New Day didn't. Yeah. 
Especially um, since they were winners at the pay-per-view and, and they Kofi made that, that tournament. tournament. Yeah, and they made that tournament for So was Big E, I think. Yeah, Big E had to have been. They were all it was all the winners, except for Charlotte. Yeah. For some reason Charlotte got screwed. And Brock yeah. Lesnar got screwed. Yeah. Um, yeah, but and, New Day, I was a fan of all that. And then there was one part where they were talking about Outcast, and then they were like so fresh and so clean, clean. I I laughed out loud about that. I didn't get that. That's funny. No, that's yeah. it was the part where he was just like feeling uh, like we feel like Outcasts, so fresh and so clean. And then like Kofi or someone said so clean, clean or something like that. That's funny. And then they were like, did you did you get that? See, yeah. I was I was more focused on the fact that I believe it was Kofi Kingston said Harry Potter is stupid. <laughs> so, thank yeah. you, Kofi Kingston. Yeah. But I, I'm just I don't like Harry Potter. I don't. I mean, I never really. I, it. I didn't I like read it. Movies. I didn't. I just don't get it. I guess. I like movies. I don't get Star right. Wars. I don't get Star Trek. I don't get Indiana Jones. Get Lord of the Rings. Wizard of Oz. Alright, so Char New Day Charlie and the Chaplin Factory. Yeah. Uh New Day picked up the victory over Neville and Usos. Um I guess there's not really much to say. Would you call it a red arrow that that Neville hit to the outside on everyone? I I can never remember what the red arrow actually is. Well it's, I just it's, know he flips in the air. Every time I see him flip in the air, I'm like, oh. Red oh arrow. yeah, that's a red arrow. Yeah, you could do it's double, not a shooting star double, press. It's yeah, double no. moonsault. Oh, red arrow. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think it was a red arrow. I'm not sure, but I thought that was really cool. I'm yeah. sure we've seen him hit that before. Yeah. But Woods, Woods, Woods uh, picked up the victory here using the the rope in order to get the advantage over Neville. So yeah, so. cheating, cheating to win. As New Day should. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Uh, next, after this, we had Bray Wyatt out in the ring to eulogize Undertaker and Kane. And in the middle of that, the lights went out, gongs rung out, and the Brothers of Destruction made their way into the ring. Wrong. Uh, or just appeared in the ring. Mm -hmm. um, then the lights went out again after they went face-to-face -face with Bray Wyatt. And the Wyatt family appeared surrounding the ring. Um, Brothers of Destruction attacked Bray Wyatt. The, yeah. Wyatt. the Wyatts took them out. But eventually Brothers of Destruction took everyone out. Got the upper hand. But I'm not a fan of this because of everything leading up to this. So Undertaker's, out, like Undertaker's out for two weeks. Kane's out for one week and facing Seth Rollins overseas. Uh, um, Bray Wyatt Undertaker has two, I what Undertaker two, I believe. I said he, I said Taker's been out for two weeks. Under and Kane's been out for one. No, no, no. Plus. Undertaker has been on a house show over there. He attacked uh, Wade Barrett during one of them. No, he, that was during SmackDown. Oh, that was during SmackDown that he attacked him. Yeah, but for whatever yeah. reason, that wasn't on SmackDown. Yeah. So with Undertaker being out for two weeks. Kane being out for one week plus the stupid house show incident. Bray Wyatt has their souls, or claims to have had their souls. Possesses their powers. Um, they return to live television as if nothing happened, and they take yeah. out all four members of the Wyatt family. So even though four of them could take out each of them separately, they can't take out 
two of them when they're together. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. I think that the booking for this has really started to lack. At first, it was really cool and everything. Yeah, it was, but I feel it was like fantastic. Now, as soon as Hell in a Cell was over, everyone's, oh my God, the Undertaker got abducted by the Wyatt family. Monday Night Raw comes, oh my God, Kane got abducted. I feel like later. they got a little bit too too itchy about trying to get Undertaker and Kane back on television. And maybe they thought that they couldn't continue the storyline without having them appear on television. And I'm not a fan of that rush. I think they should have taken their time and it would have it would have played itself out. I don't think they should have rushed Kane into any matches. And I well, think- I mean, they didn't really rush. They didn't rush Kane into a match on live television. No, but, but I mean, who, it should, he shouldn't have been. Then that. that's like that. That realistically, we have a house show overseas. Who will Seth Rollins face? We don't know. That that's that's something that they would have to decide because he is the champion. You got to have somebody that makes kind of sense. No, you don't. You could have anyone. Come on, they put Brock Lesnar against Kofi Kingston. Yeah, you're right. Which it's a yeah. house show. You could yeah. have done anyone. You're right. But instead, you're giving Kane, someone who's in a storyline, and supposedly out. Come on. Which to me, that well, yeah, that's dumb. But I mean, and, and let's not forget the fact that the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, is conducting conducting promos with Kane's mask. Having possession of his mask, yet now not anymore. Kane has his mask back. Okay, cool. But I and, think and Stephanie McMahon, when Stephanie McMahon had the mask, she had control of Kane. Right. So where's the entire plot flaw? Like that's a complete plot flaw. Stephanie McMahon controls Kane because she had the mask at the time. Yet, uh, yeah. Okay. But I think the fact that Undertaker and Kane were able to take out all four of them. That just continues what I was saying the other week with Braun Strowman. That just makes him look like what? Mm-hmm. Hey, at least they, it required the two of them to take him out. Yeah. It, it didn't require one of them. They both had to hit him with a double clothesline over the top rope. So it wasn't just one of them. At least it, they double teamed him. <laughs> but I'm, Yeah. All right, so let's get on to anything else. <laughs> I mean, SmackDown's the same exact thing, really, where yeah. the, the Wyatt family opened up the show when yeah. uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, they were the first to speak, talking about how they're going to sacrifice the Usos for Bray Wyatt later in the night. I do um, like that they're giving them speaking roles, as opposed to Bray being the mouthpiece. Right. Um, Braun Strowman, though, he makes the absolute dumbest faces when he cuts promos. I don't understand, like... I don't understand if like he's looking in the mirror and practicing that and being like, "Oh yeah, this looks menacing." To me, it just looks so. It's like I cringe when I like that's something that I'd be embarrassed to have somebody else watch. Maybe someone just that doesn't watch pro wrestling. On him. I don't. He's probably like, "Hey, what do you think of this face?" <sighs> and they're like, "Hey, you know, you should go with that on live TV." It's like, "Oh no, quick, get Braun to the bathroom." But. uh... So he basically said he's going to destroy anyone in his path, which, great promo coming from somebody who couldn't take care of Undertaker and Kane, but whatever. Yeah, we forgot about that already. And then Bray Wyatt spoke about how the Brothers of Destruction escaped, but they won't be the same ever again because there still is a piece of them inside of Bray Wyatt. Did he eat them? I don't think so. I don't get it. But uh, I guess whatever it takes for Bray Wyatt to be immortal in the 
WWE company. Maybe there's something bigger happening there that we don't know yet. Is this the part where they talk about Survivor Series or is it later on? Yeah, no, they Bray Wyatt challenged them to face two members of the Wyatt family at Survivor Series, which to me, I, I'm disappointed with that. Yeah, I, I I'm very disappointed, disappointed that, that it's that not all four of them. Yeah, I'm disappointed that it's not all a four on four match. You could have given, you could have put anybody besides Undertaker and Kane at this rate. I mean, just, like this, the setup was right there with Brock Lesnar. It, you could have done so much. I feel like it's kind of like a chump out to make it a just a normal tag team. Well, you know what? That brings me back to Survivor Series 2011. Speak about it. Well, when there was, we were like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. The Rock's wrestling at Survivor Series at Madison Square Garden. Remember that? Uh, you do yeah. remember. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, we're going to get, we're going to get Team uh, Rock versus Team Cena. No, we're going to get Rock and Cena teaming up. Oh my God, that's going to be cool. We're going to get Rock and Cena on the same Survivor Series team teaming up with who else could be fit on that team. Who, who could the other three people be? No, they're just going to face R-Truth and Miss. Yeah. So. Great setup. Great setup. And Bray Wyatt gets to choose which two of the Wyatts The Undertaker and Kane will face. I wonder if this failure of a pay-per-view is going to be put on the shoulders of the Wyatt family. I don't know. Kind of like how they did with the Miz and uh, R-Truth. Putting but, the blame on them. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But this led right into Braun Strowman defeating Fandango. Fandango. Why? I, Why? Yeah. Like, how does how does beating somebody who hasn't been on television in months? How does that help build him up to look like someone that could maybe defeat Kane and Undertaker? Yeah. Fandango. I, mean, hit- I, I can't even. I can't even say. I'd rather see Strowman pick up a victory over Mark Henry because what does that do anymore? Mark Henry is no one. Right. Like, so really their options are very slim because you can't, I mean, if you give Mark Henry a string of victories, reopen the Hall of Pain, and then you have Strowman defeat, then it's something. But Braun Strowman should be taking on Fandango, Heath Slater, and Zack Ryder at the same time. Okay, I can see that. I like the Ryback. Yeah. I, I, I would be a fan of that. Fandango hit maybe like three moves in this match, but... It's like the theme of SmackDown was to show off people who could have been something. Yeah. They, they did the same thing with Bad News Barrett. They did the same thing with Stardust. Uh, I mean, not really the same exact things because Braun Strowman versus Fandango was no lengthy match. No. But. And I, I go back and forth with these people about like the extras that should just be released. Um, I, I think the roster is very is is very packed, and I feel like there's still a lot of loose ends that could be cut. But and then it's like if you cut Bad News Barrett, who's replacing? Like, well, I'm not saying Bad News Barrett, but, but just I mean, in general, like who do these okay. who where do these spots get filled? I feel like build make the storylines uh, extend the storylines a little bit. Make them give storylines so. a little bit more time to develop. On a show. They can still have time to develop. WWE just doesn't... They don't do that. That's the thing. And I feel like they're just not... They're not doing anything. Um, Alright, so next match, you had Neville pick up a victory over uh, King Barrett. 
to advance in the tournament. Yeah, this, um, this match was fun to watch. I must say that. I like Neville squaring off with Bad News Barrett. I, I don't remember. Was Stardust and uh, the Cosmic Galaxy, whatever, at no. ringside? No. Huh. Which, also, with this, Sheamus was not ringside. I don't get... Sheamus was was wrestling his match on Raw, and Bad News Barrett was in his yeah. corner. Why not reverse? Yeah. And uh, I think I think as strong as Bad News Barrett looked during the match, he lost. I think yeah. he comes off as so weak in WWE. Like, his title runs. He has, he's had five reigns as Intercontinental Champion. They've all been, like, maybe 80 days, 90 days and shorter. Given he's had a bad string of luck, though. Yeah, he's every, had to every time, relinquish the title because of injury and stuff. A few times. So, like, I mean, in re- reality-wise, I could understand why you wouldn't want him to be a champion because of the potential of him being injured again. I don't know it's, how... It's just absurd that he's never had any real run as anything in WWE. They, him, him, he, him being... He's come, it's, it's unfortunate. Every time he's come close, especially that first time around... Where he uh, around Survivor Series, I believe, a few years ago, he was really ready to be a champ, to be WWE champion. And I think they were ready to book him as WWE champion, but then he got injured, and it's very unfortunate because then when he returns, they started messing around with his gimmick. Like originally, they took away, they kept on playing with his gimmicks. Like they took away his uh, bare knuckle fighter gimmick that was starting yeah. to get over. And then they gave him a new gimmick. And then once that got over, they took that gimmick away from him. Between like, between his the five intercontinental reigns, him being King of the Ring champion, which means nothing, his his theme song changing about twenty seven times. It's so dumb. Yeah. The only time Bad News Barrett had anything decent, like a decent run wise, was when he was Nexus, and then the leader of the core. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you're not wrong with NXT, but no, it I was. mean, and it's and it's it's completely the truth, and he deserves a lot more. But it's like the guy has no luck; he really doesn't, and I really do feel bad for him because it's he deserves it. Yeah, but unblock us. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we saw Kalisto. Defeating Ryback to advance in the tournament, which was super surprising and super awesome. Um, yeah. I there was one I did not like the commentary at one point. There was just like one shot for the big guy, uh, we'll take him out or whatever. And they said like the one shot deal after Ryback nailed like three consecutive power bombs. And they're like, what that took one shot. I'm like, no, that took three power bombs. Uh, Rich Brennan here to quote him. Kalisto is going to have to be innovative to beat Ryback. As if Kalisto wasn't the most innovative wrestler on the main roster today. Yeah. There's no need to treat Kalisto as someone who, you know, uh, I mean, I, they, maybe they only did, does headlocks. But they did have to kind of build up an underdog story for him. Yeah, but it's, but like when, I don't know. I, I just I kind of can't. This doesn't, I can't uh, see an underdog story when yes he is short, but that, that's, when that's, I see somebody that's killing it. Sorry, say that again. No, I, I feel like that's the underdog story that they're going with. But I really hope this doesn't kill the shot at the tag team division. 
with them. With uh, I mean, he Lucha is Dragons. currently a number one contender. If people remember that for the Lucha Dragons, yeah, Lucha Dragons are number one contenders for the tag team titles. They won that match. Oh yeah. Whether mm-hmm. or not it comes Survivor Series next week, we see that. No. Oh no. No. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Kalisto, Kalisto's in the finals. I, I mean, but well, you know. Maybe he could, the, maybe he'll be double booked. No, well, because the final when does the finals? I think they're finishing the finals. The semifinals happen. Semifinals happen Monday, and probably Thursday. But I don't see. I think the semifinals they're doing at Survivor Series. I don't think so. I think it's going to be on Raw. On Raw. The, okay. And I feel like the only reason why they did this this match was to to get Del Rio versus Kalisto. Which is very cool. I mean, it, it's going to be a fun match to watch. And I'm, I'm excited that Kalisto has this uh, spotlight on him at the current time. Hopefully they give Del Rio and Kalisto like a 10-minute match, though. Because yeah. I think that would, that is going to be well-deserving of 10 minutes. The most disappointing thing is going to be a two-minute match for them. Yeah. But on the topic of Kalisto and Ryback, I, I absolutely like the big guy-little guy matchup. And I think it showed so much potential that Kalisto has in the future to be a major player in WWE as a singles competitor. Yeah. He won the match with the top rope Salida Del Sol. Yeah. I, I, we can't say enough about him. Up next, Um, we saw Alberto Del Rio pick up the victory against Stardust to advance in the tournament. No cosmic wasteland. Yeah. No cosmic. Ascension is down in uh, NXT making challenges. Those are people I hope get released at some point. I hope not. I, I like them. I I don't see any potential in them anymore. I mean, anymore, but WWE could easily build them up. Nah, I'm but, good. But with Del Rio and Stardust, I was torn with this match. Because I guess like it doesn't have to be a memorable match in order to be considered a good match. Because I, I did think this match was good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was a 10-minute match that went nowhere. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said earlier, it did, sucks. Did, it sucks did you really... That, no, what, keep it going. Did I really think Stardust was going to win? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I and I said earlier, it sucks that Stardust really fizzled out. He went nowhere. Yeah. Something big needs to happen with him. Mm-hmm. And big time. with and I guess we mentioned it earlier with Kalisto and Del Rio because that's clearly the matchup that's happening. It sucks. It's not Rey Mysterio versus Kalisto, but the match between Del Rio and Kalisto should be a lot of fun and. Then maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, because if it happens on Raw, yeah, Del Rio's probably going to go over Kalisto. Del Rio just returned. He's not. He's not losing. So then you have Kalisto freed up for the tag team match that he was rightfully. Ah, uh, hmm, hmm. I'm trying to think of a way that that match could go into a DQ or a no contest. So this way, Kalisto and Del Rio feud for the U.S. Championship. Or the Mex American Championship. Bro. Not gonna happen. Right? Not gonna happen. And mm. with the tag team division, where the hell are the Dudley boys? Maybe they're trying to maybe they're testing out that match to see if that would be a storyline that they would like to uh put time into for the Mex American Championship. Have Kalisto versus Del Rio for it. Yeah, it's, yeah, like you just said with uh, Dudley Boys in the tag team. Like, they're, they're overseas or something. I am almost certain they're overseas 
touring with WWE in Europe. I don't know if they are. I'm pretty sure because I saw Bubba Ray tweet out saying, if I was not overseas, I would be at House of Hardcore. I don't know. So where are the Dudley Boys? Why weren't the Dudley Boys featured in this tournament? Nah, especially at least. More, more specifically, Bubba Ray. Nah. But, I mean, I could understand why you don't want to separate them at the current time. But then, on the other hand, you ha- why would you separate the, the Lucha Dragons, the number one contenders? Or, I mean, yes, or primetime players were also separated in that tournament. But more so, the Dudley Boys haven't been on TV in, in two weeks. So. Yeah. But they were also featured very heavily the few weeks ahead of that. And, I mean, even you were saying that they – that the booking of no, that. No, yeah, I was saying it was bit. kind of getting stale to me. But so, still, I, so but, I'm okay but, with giving them a. But no, no, but but just to have them be involved so much, it's the same thing with John Cena. I have the same exact feelings. How like, oh, we don't. Where where's John Cena? Where's the Dudley Boys? We don't know. There was no explanation as to as to either of the disappearances. Yeah, I think they off script. Like off script, Cena. we know John Cena's filming a television show or whatever. But I mean, even for that, I feel like they should give a reason, though. At least, yeah. t- like, be be flat out. Like when when Cena filmed his first film, we knew that that was it Jesus stabbed him, Carlito's bodyguard. I don't know. I think it was Jesus. Yeah. Well, regardless, that's one. The main event took place was the Usos defeating uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan via disqualification. I can't say I was a fan. How? Why? Uh, this, if the Usos could put up such a fight against the Whites, how am I going to yeah, believe that absolutely. the Brothers of Destruction are going to... That goes right back to the whole Fandango thing. Except Fandango basically didn't put up any fight. Yeah. He got some moves in, but still. It goes right back to that. How, how, would, how does it look like Harper and Eric Rowan could defeat Kane and Undertaker when this match took like 20 minutes to, to, to complete? And it I mean, ended it, in a disqualification. It ended in a disqualification when Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman had to get involved. And the, don't forget, like this is a Wyatt family that feuded very heavily with the Shield. Both people who are heavily featured in this tournament for the WWE Championship right now. Yeah. One who most likely will win it. Yet versus Usos, they can't really take them to school. Yeah. Which. By the way, with that DQ ending, I don't know why it was turned into a DQ. Because the ref called for the bell when when Harper and Rowan were attacking the Usos in the match. Which was nothing new to that match. Oh, the entire match. I actually, I had this, I skimmed through, I first I skimmed through on YouTube, uh, through the match. And I was just like trying to figure out where the match actually started. Yeah. Because it was like every... Every like five seconds, it was like someone was double teaming someone, and the referee wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah, so for the end to come, how it came, I don't understand because that was happening the whole match. The only yeah. thing that was different was Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman collecting the the Wyatts. Bray Wyatt collected all of them together and was like, "Go there, go there," and Bray Wyatt gets up on the the apron, and then Harper and Rowan. The two people in the match, one of them's legal. It's been happening the, the whole match itself. They get on both, into, on they both get in, teams too. Yeah, th- exactly. They get in the ring, attack the Usos. Ref throws throws the DQ. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman get in and attack the Usos. Where is the DQ there? Nah. I, I, just, I think just 
really crummy booking going into Survivor Series. Yeah, and then while, well, I mean, we still yeah, have I mean, another yeah, week. it's not it's not the go home, but even still, it's crummy booking for storyline wise to lead up to it. Yeah, and Bray Wyatt had given Kane and Undertaker the whole night to accept their challenge, and during this, Undertaker, the gong hit or whatever. Yeah, he, he Undertaker said, "Bray, rest in peace." But so this that, is also, I think, um, just to cut back, Monday Night Raw, I think they, they continue to drop the ratings. I think this week they said it was the lowest since that holiday, the holiday uh, show, wow. which I feel like is, is just a complete copy and paste from the weeks before. But that should be telling you something. If your ratings are currently dropping pretty significantly, how can you still give us the same storylines and not try to switch it up? I mean, they, I mean, it's not like it's not like they're not changing some things, but I think just other things that need to be changed as well. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, the whole Seth Rollins thing really. Yeah, but even then, it was like on the verge. It was still going down, but not as much as it is now. But I'm just not a fan of WWE product in general compared to how it used to be. It will never be WWE. Pro wrestling will never be have the same momentum that it did during the Attitude Era versus night, like the well, Monday Night uh, Wars. But you know, you so, know, you, you never know really because I'm, I'll, sure, I'll, I'm sure people that that watched professional wrestling in the '60s grew up and they're like, oh, "Pro wrestling's not what it used to be." Hulkamania hits that those people grew up. They're watching stuff in the early '90s. Oh, It'll never be what it was. Boom. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock happened. Monday Night Wars happened. Hey, I, I welcome something like that happening, but I really, I do not see it. And then, but, compared to what they used to get, it's not even close anymore. Yeah, well. But All right. With, with the, the whole Undertaker match, it's celebrating the 25 years in the business. He obviously, he debuted at Survivor Series 1990. I would like to see Brother Love there. Even though it's kind of very far-fetched, I would... You know, uh, we already saw brotherly love, brother brotherly love, love, brother love with uh, the Undertaker on a return in like 2004. Yeah, so I'm. Good. I just want it to be. like... I don't care. It's just like a little, you know. Paul yeah. Bear is no longer here. Isn't he with TNA though now? I don't. Oh, is he? Right. Huh. I think he is. I think, I think, he think he's is with too. Yeah, I think he's with with TNA. Is Bruce Pritchard in TNA? He's been with them for a while, unless he got released. I don't know. Unless he got released, he was one of their big people over there. I, I he might might have been a, an agent or something. No, he he was even more than an agent for them. Like he a, was, yeah, he was one of the office guys for them. Bruce but Pritchard. You knew this was released on 2013. Okay, July 17, 2013. All right. But now where is he? I don't know. I saw one of the guys on, oh, what was it? I forgot. I saw the guy from Tough Enough, the first season. I forgot what his name's, name was. but Al Snow? No, no, no. I forgot. Um, but yeah. Amazing. All right. So that's SmackDown. You want to talk about NXT or do you want to take a break right now? Let's take a break really quick. And we will be right back here on Marking Out. Hey there, everybody. This is Lorenzo Doja, the mid of Team Awesome. You may know me on Facebook.com slash TeamAwesome418. I run a wrestling page that's been going on since April 18, 2011. And, you know, 
top wrestlers and commentators and managers have been following this page. You know, names like Paul Heyman, Mick Foley, Ziggler, The Miz, and several others that I can't really mention because it's just too many people. Anyway, I want to tell you that my book is now out on Amazon Kindle, which you can find it 31 Days to Live. That's 31 Days to Live. You can search it up on Amazon. And by the way, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the hashtag name TeamAwesome418. Most importantly, support Team Awesome, support Marking Out, support Pro Wrestling. Peace. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 249. Uh, kicking it off with some little bit of NXT talk. Which, by the way, you see that Rusev and Lana are in Bulgaria vacationing or whatever? No. So that's where Rusev's not on television. That's where Rusev's not on television? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so NXT quickly. You got the big thing brewing between uh, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. But yeah. uh, more importantly, we have new tag team champions. Yeah, Muscle Tough. Kind of. Um, Aiden English and Simon <laughs> Simon Gotch lost their titles to people that, when you look back in the history of WWE, they'll be like, "Who?" As of now, I don't think they've proved anything to become tag team champions. Who is it? It's Dawson and Wilder. Do you know their first names? Dash Wilder. Mm-hmm. Scott Dawson. Okay, just checking. <laughs> just <laughs> but just like, checking. But like, ask me in like five years from now, three years from now. I I don't know. I I, I don't like I'm fine, rooting I'm against fine, people. I'm fine with it. I just don't think that the. Uh, I mean, I'm not the. I'm not the biggest fan of the way that they've been doing the tag team division at, at all. It kind I don't, of fell apart. I don't like the. I don't. I'm not a fan of the vaude vaude villains or whatever. I'm not a fan of them. And I'm not really that big of fan, a fan of the mechanics. But I feel like nothing really happened with them yet to, to prove that, yes, they should have even been number one contenders or, yes, they should have had a title match. With, I mean, with the Vaude Villains, the fans absolutely went crazy for them, which I feel like when Triple H does those interviews and he's like, I mean, sometimes there's people in NXT that, like, they just get over with the crowd. And I'm like, Okay, I guess. I mean, if you guys like that, I feel like he's talking about them. Because yeah, they're I, not getting over on the main roster. Because I never really got it. I Agreed. mean, yes, I understand the whole old-timey stuff and, and the first ever, what, actor crossover to becoming to WWE or whatever. Actor crossover? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Storyline. Storyline. Well, no, he was... He was uh, yeah. in acting school, I believe. What movie was he in? No, I didn't say he was in a movie, <laughs> but he was in like I think he was like a serious like Shakespearean actor or something like that. Uh, or not serious, but like college wise. <laughs> he did some college acting. I'm sure that there he's not the only one. Yeah, no, but give it, bro. Yeah, whatever. Screw you. <laughs> but I don't think that they sh- like. There's people like the hype bros. Who made more of an impact? Which I don't know if it's because we know Zack Ryder. As no, well. I, I think that we've seen that. I think that they've been very impressive. 
But I think that detective division in NXT is really lacking. I mean, who who else is there? Yeah, you have Enzo and Cass, which are, injured. Yeah. All right. Who you else? Have Gable and. Um, That's it, Jordan. Yeah, which by the way, I think they should have been. I think I, they should have been the ones to win the that Dusty Rhodes tournament. First of all. Yeah. Second of I all, think that, I think they if if not that, then the tag team championships. I think I have a feeling that the mechanics are gonna be transitional champions to the That's uh, what it seems. And to we'll, Gable and Jordan. And we'll see that come time in one, two, three, four, five weeks from now. And then after that, then you'll see the Vaud villains go up against uh Gable and Jordan. But even still, I don't feel like the tag team division down there is really I mean you also have your Blake and Murphy still. Yeah, but I mean, I've never really been that big of a supporters of them either. I, um, you know, I, I, I mean, it's like it's like these people fall into the background for me. They like they're do. just a fly in the wall. They do, but I did like there. There was potential. Honestly, in my eyes, I liked some of the. Los Matadores, I think, would be good in NXT. Yeah, well, they're gone. Well, I mean, gone fired. as what? They're not fired. No, they're just gone as in. Where? Yeah, so, I mean, they're repackaging them. Right. So maybe they'll bring them in NXT. I think they would be a good fit down there, especially now that you took Los uh, uh, Lucha Dragons away. Yeah. So the new tag team champions there. And uh, then Hypros teamed up with Bailey to take on BAMF, Blake and Murphy forever. I don't know what you would call that. Uh, I don't know, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And... Uh, Basically, Bliss stole the title. Yeah, Bliss stole Bailey's title, distracted her, Which ran was away with it. Awesome. Bailey, it was Bailey, awesome. Yeah, Bailey hit the belly to Bailey to belly or whatever. A Murphy, and then yeah, and then she chased after, gave chase. It was funny because it was like she's she just ran ran off with my title, and you're standing in my way. Let me do that. Bam roasted, tag out, and go chase after Bliss to get my title. Did she tag out? Yeah. You sure? Or was she already tagged out? I guess maybe I she I don't didn't, know. Maybe she didn't have to tag out, actually, because Bliss took off. Bliss, I think Bliss might have tagged out for her. Oh, okay. Because women face women, men face men. Yeah. Still not a fan of that. Because that's not sexist. Yeah. Yeah, well. But, yeah, that was NXT. Yeah, that's NXT. Let's get on to some... Independent wrestling talk. Uh, this upcoming week um, on November 20th in Searville, New Jersey. At the Starland Ballroom. Yeah, you're going to have Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Um, you're going to be having the PWS television title on the line as Chris Payne takes on Falaba. You got former stablemates, uh, Kevin Matthews taking on Devin Moore in a first blood match. You're going to have a Four Corners match as Colt Cabana takes on Bonesaw, Brian Myers, and Buff Bagwell. Uh, you got the PWS Suicidal Six-Way Championship on the line. Starman, the champion, will be defending it against the drunken swashbuckler Anthony Bowens, Bobby Wayward, the lifeguard, and Johnny Howell. You're also going to be having final match. Yeah. The final match of Just Incredible's career. Take it on Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. And then the... Well, that's probably going to be the main event right there. 
Yeah. But you have a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the PWS Championship. Newly crowned champ, Habib from the car wash, will be defending his title against Dan Moff and uh, Matt McIntosh. Yeah, so that yeah. should be interesting. You're also going to have Amazing Red, Sanjay Dutt, Raven, Scotty S, a.k.a. Scotty Steiner, uh, DDP, Reynolds Brothers, Heavenly Bodies. When was that ever an AKA? Like, when was he ever Scotty S? I don't know. I think you said Scotty S before, so I was just like, <laughs> Scotty S sounds good to me. Yeah, Scotty Steiner, Big Papa Pump, holler if you hear him. Oh, yeah. Uh, then they have PWS taking place the next day after that, 1121 in Keyport, New Jersey. You're going to have people, you got Raven there, Dan Moff, Brian Myers, Sanjay Dutt, so many more. Check yeah. that out. Yeah, we also got Pro Wrestling Girl action, All-Star Weekend 11, going to take place November 19th. Um, nope, nope, that's when tickets go on sale November 19th. This may actually not be next week. I do not know now. <laughs> so, without further ado, we'll go on to Billy Gunn news. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Billy Gunn was released. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't... Nothing was confirmed by WWE.com. Not yet, but they, I mean, some uh, promotion uh, over in UK, PCW, yeah. uh, released that they he was going to be appearing for them. So what now? Yeah, so apparently Billy Gunn was a power lifter mm -hmm. and doing power lifting competitions. And four years ago was banned or had the, a four-year ban or whatever on doing competitions and was banned because he was using performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. This past, this past July, he was doing a competition, which WWE didn't even know he did, according to the story, mm. and tested positive for... Performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, so like and WWE and WWE found out about this news from July, or something. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. I mean, it may have been the same the same uh, company that does the drug testing for WWE may have been doing the drug testing for them. But I um, we were talking before about the three strikes. How usually wrestlers get the three strike rule. Given we don't know if he had any previous strikes. I, I would feel like we would know if he did, but even so, I understand, like, people are like, oh, when did you guys even speak about this? We spoke about it before we did the show. Yeah. But I understand um, where you were coming from where with the whole, he's he's a, a trainer, so it should be lead by example. Yeah, so the entire, we were going back and forth whether or not he should have that three-strike rule or not. And my whole thing was I didn't think he should be allowed the three-strike rule because being a trainer, a coach, a mentor, a mentor for these up-and-coming uh, superstars in the WWE, just like Brandon just said, lead by example. I don't think that that would be a good example by being like, yeah, no, it's okay. You got a strike. You, you're good. I feel like these guys should be held to a higher status, a higher level than uh, the actual uh, – Students down there, the I, wrestlers. I just have a problem with that, though, because I, I don't know. I have a problem with it because there's definitely higher up people in the company that have had more than three strikes, 
probably more than three strikes and are mm-hmm. still with the company in the same spot they've been in. The only reason I'm fine – are you talking about Randy Orton? I mean I'm not going to confirm or deny. Uh, I mean off – yeah, we're not talking about anybody specifically, but say yes or no. <laughs> yes or no. Okay, very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I – I disagree for that fact. Like, I mean, yes, I understand if they're top of the company, they should be leaded by example as well. But on the other hand, I just feel like as a trainer, that's like a big, um, that's like hearing about your coach doing something awful. And it's not, it's, you know, are steroids really that awful? Yes, they're illegal. They're illegal. Everywhere? Um, huh? Everywhere? Yes. The, there is no reason for he was taking to get an enhancement drug. Um, yeah, but I guess that's really all to speak about it. I mean, yeah. we don't know if this is true or false or if we're going to hear anything. WWE.com hasn't released anything about it yet. So this is just going on based off of what we're seeing online. Which, by the way, the first, the very first person to tweet about it had like 80 followers or something. Mm-hmm. And then a dirt sheet news site reported it. Yeah, so and this then another news site and another news site. Yeah, so this could be completely false. But figuring that uh, this is a Friday show, we should probably report it just in case it does. Uh, if it is legit, yeah. Um, so we'll find out next week. What's the deal? What's the deal? Yeah. So, uh, moving on from that, um, Batista says he's done with WWE due to uh, a cameraman not knowing his name or something like that. What do you I, what do you I haven't heard that? anything of this. Well, he said, he tweeted out saying, the day you know your career is over is when a cameraman does not know your name. I. So, my thought is... They had a camera person working with Batista one day or whatever that was like outsourced because not all people working in the camera industry are all the always people that work for the company. I so, I, I'm, I I haven't heard this, but I think he should get over it, and I think he will eventually. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm he's in, he's in the biggest movie currently. I can't. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. I'm definitely. I definitely would like I'm to see not, it. I'm not a James Bond guy. I'm. I'm a fan. I definitely want to go I'm back. A Golden to Eye. I'm a 007 Golden Eye N64 guy. That who is well, not? That's, well, that's it. I don't okay. need to go see Spectre in theaters now. Killed, crushed, smashed box office records in England. Did it? I believe so. Yes. Very cool. But uh. They expect the box office records to be broken come December yeah. for Star Trek Episode 7. So, moving on from that, Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. First shout out goes to Donald Trump. Uh, we spoke about him earlier. The Donald. Yeah, I thought his SNL performance was hilarious. And uh, whether you hate him or, or like him, I think you should definitely check that out. I think he's very funny. Like, he doesn't take anything no, seriously. He, he gets what life is about. Yeah, he's super rich. He says some some things that 
a lot but of people I don't, don't agree with. I don't buy into a lot of the stuff he says. I think some of it's just like kind of comedian-ish, like where comedians <laughs> will say something that they don't really believe and stuff. Some of the things that he says, I'm like, okay, you're, you're just saying that for, to get a laugh and for the shock of it. Like, come on. You never, yeah, well, whatever. But uh, Madison Square Garden gets the, the, the second shout out. Because uh, last Friday they hooked it up with tickets to an 80s concert at the theater at Madison Square Garden, which was pretty cool. Who did you see? Uh, DMC was there from Run DMC. D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. Um, Lou Graham from Foreigner, the lead singer from Foreigner, was really cool. Uh, Tiffany. <laughs> and a, a few other people. The, the lead singer from A Flock of Seagulls. When, when, when am I ever going to hear that song live? Which, I don't know. By Did the he way, have a haircut? He was bald. Completely bald. Oh, boo. He should have <laughs> worn a wig for that. He had a, uh, a little bobblehead in front of his keyboard with the, of the, the guy of himself back in the 80s. <laughs> the, guy, the guy himself. Yeah. But <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, head. though, because I told you. I was, like, I was like, how many songs could he possibly do? I only know that one song. The yeah. dude, he did two songs. <laughs> he That's opened with the song. I was like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't really sound like that." I ran so far, but I guess maybe it's like a different version. It sounds uh-huh. it's like a live version. Going into it, people are going nuts. I'm like, "What is this song? I don't even know." A flock of seagulls had another hit. Uh huh. So we did that, but everyone basically did like two two songs, and uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's what was expected. And how many hits? Does what about these the have? journey? Is yeah, it no. Journey or Foreigner? Uh, Foreigner? Foreigner yeah. did. He did. Um, uh, what was the song he opened with? Um, How many songs? Lou Graham did, did three. That stinks. Yeah, but. And what many... about. You said the Journey, though, too, right? No. Journey, they all came out afterwards. I left because I had to catch a train, but uh-huh. they all came out and did Don't Stop Believing, apparently. But there was Journey and Foreigner there being no, represented. Journey was not there. So then what are you talking about Journey? I just said don't stop believing. Oh, so but they no one from out. Journey was there. No. That's the only person I would actually care about from Journey would be uh what's his name? I can't remember his name right now. Steve yeah, Perry. Steve, Steve Perry, right. I was gonna I kept wanting to say Steve Smith, but that's not <laughs> I don't get why they I just I don't understand why they did a Journey song when no one from Journey is being represented. Well, because, I mean, yeah, it I was mean, weird because the, the big finish. You might as that, well do We Are The World. I don't get it. <laughs> the song that should have been the big finish was I Want To Know What Love Is from Foreigner. Because that has the Harlem uh, Harlem Gospel Choirs. They were with him and, and performed the song with him. But that's like a song that that has like that chorus that... Other people yeah. could come out and perform. I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan of. I don't think I would enjoy the concert because no, Foreigner, I think you would have liked it. That. I think you would have liked that. Con- First of all, Foreigner. I've seen Foreigner. Their uh-huh. lead singer now is 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 great. He sounds like Lou Graham. But I, if I'm seeing a band, yeah, you have the original guitarist, drummer, blah 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 yeah. blah blah blah. I want to hear the lead singer. I I, I understand. Like that, I'm saying with Journey, I don't want to see Journey. I want to see Steve Perry. Yeah, but to hear three three songs, I'm like... But it's still well, three I, songs more than... He played Jukebox Hero, which you would have went nuts for. Yeah, I told you I wanted to hear that one. And I can't remember the other one he did. 
other than I want to know what hot love blooded? is. No, it wasn't hot blooded. It wasn't cold as ice. Cool. It's, that, it's the other song that's like really big for them. I can't remember. Oh, they have a lot. They have um, a lot of songs. But I yeah, I, I I wouldn't have been satisfied. But I think that's pretty cool. Alright. Yeah. It was oh, um feels like the first time. Oh. Feels like the first time. Yeah. But feels no, it was like cool. The very first time. It was cool. Like I wanna I obviously I wanna see Run DMC someday, but when do they ever do anything? Rock so it was cool to to see what? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know where else they would be together doing it. I mean, I think they did a show that, like, I had no clue they were part of at Barclays Center, like, recently-ish. Mm -hmm. But it's still... I have no interest in Run DMC. I don't know. I'm a Run DMC fan. So it was cool to see That's DMC. That's because they did Godfather... Uh, who'd they do? Not uh, Godfathers. DX. DX, yeah. And Godfather was mine. Ice-T. I just... Yeah. G-O-D-F-A-T-H-E-R. <laughs> but no, it was cool to see DMC perform um, perform It's Tricky. And then D. Snyder came out and they did Walk This Way. So that was cool. Yeah. It was cool to hear a version of We're Not Gonna Take It. Mm -hmm. that's, all I, that's all I really needed. needed. It was a freak. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it was a free concert. It was, it was freak, a free though. concert, free 80s concert. I had really good seats. Yeah, how was Tiffany? It was she was good. Okay. She was good. She killed. She did Sweet Child of Mine. Killed it. She opened up the show. Like of the famous people. Because there was this this 80s tribute cover band, Jesse's Girl. You mean Flock of Seagulls didn't open? No. It was Jesse's Girl, this band that opened. I've heard of that. And they opened with the final countdown, which is really cool. The guys standing I've, there I've, going, I've heard of Jesse's Girls. Dude, they were phenomenal. They were really good. Like, if I had a kid right now and I had, like, money mm -hmm. and I and the kid was, like, 13 whatever, they'd be playing my kid's bar mitzvah. They were <laughs> Dude, so I'm good. Dude, i that Geico commercial with the final countdown. Yeah. When the guy's using the microwave. I think that's hilarious. But, of course, the Mark and me always think of, thinks of Brian Daniels. Dude, they opened up the show. I'm like, oh, my God, they're playing Brian Daniels. He's coming <laughs> out. He's so, coming yeah. out. <laughs> well, I'm not, I don't go that far, but. Yeah. I just thought it was really cool, but they were really good. So if you ever get, if you, I think they play weekly in New York City at like 12 a.m. on on Saturday mornings, Friday night, Saturday mornings in New York City. Look them up. Go see them. They were great. I know they're doing New Year's Eve at the Paramount in, on Long Island. Very cool. Yeah. So, but last up is a shout out going to all the veterans who are currently serving or have served in the past. So thank you for everything. Veterans Day was yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, two now. days ago. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much for your service. Uh, we definitely greatly appreciate the service and protecting us. Thank yeah. you. Now moving on to our... That's right, our mark out moment of the week, Daddy. Do you have a mark out moment of the week? Is it collective? Is it a collective mark out moment of the week? Uh, what is it? So, uh, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, uh, okay. unfortunately, it was spoiled early in the day. I watch it nightly. I watched Late Night with uh, The Tonight Show, sorry, 
The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, I watch nightly. And it was spoiled for me during the day that Brad Madox and Undertaker were going to be on the show. I thought, there's no way this picture's real. And then I saw a promotional video saying, hey guys, come watch the show tonight, Undertaker. So that was cool. But when I actually watched The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, like I knew it was coming. And it was still one of the coolest things because they, they do this thing on the show, the suggestion box, whatever. Earlier in the, first of all, earlier in the night, Billy Crystal was, was on the episode, tagged in to do some jokes for the monologue. Then during the suggestion box thing, you had King Henrik, Henrik Lundquist of the New York Rangers goalie, um, doing one of the suggestion box things with where Jimmy was slapping pies at him and he was blocking them. But then, uh, then to actually have Undertaker come out and just tombstone a guy just as a turkey, which was Brad Maddox, was really cool. Yeah, it was. It's always fun, and I love the fact that Undertaker, no matter what, he still has his get. Like he never breaks character. Yeah. Like even when Jimmy Fallon after tries to go shake his hand, Undertaker just looks him right in the eyes. Yeah. And, he, and gives him like that, like a death stare. What's really cool that that they don't show on. Um, on the video clip online is that afterwards the roots were playing his theme song. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Which like I always pop like, cause when pro wrestlers most of the time come on the show, the roots are doing their theme song. Uh huh. So like I've heard John Cena's theme song be done by them. Um, They're very talented. The roots. Yeah, very much so. So that's, yeah. that's definitely the mark out moment of the week though, to see undertaker on the tonight show. Like who would have ever. Yeah. I that? think that's really cool. Um, I think the other markout moment of the week may be Kalisto advancing. Uh, just because it was something that was not really expected, um, especially from someone who's a number one contender for the tag team championship. But I feel like that, I still feel like they saw their opportunity there. Yeah, because, I, I like, think. Because Del Rio's not in the tag team division and Kalisto clearly is. So how are we going to get this match? We, we don't know how many more matches in WWE Del Rio has. Yeah, right. So, with, like, news of whatever, him not wanting to be in WWE again or whatever. Wait, really? Something like that. Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? I don't know. Some news sites were reporting that Del Rio was like, oh, I could lose the title. I don't care. I don't need to be here. I don't believe that. Yeah, so, whatever. Regardless, too, WWE saw that they could put a tag team guy in a tournament for a singles title and have him advance enough to face Del Rio. Yeah. That's my thought. Don't forget uh, CM Punk doing that uh, grammar slam or whatever. The yeah, re stealing, ripping our stuff off. Yeah, thanks for listening, CM Punk. We I've been saying irregardless it. hasn't been a thing since 2011. You come out with a video, 2015, and you're like, irregardless, regardless, you suck. That's three. Yeah, that is three. You didn't even count in your video, CM Punk. CM Punk makes a video stealing our stuff. Uh... Emma makes a video stealing our stuff. Unbelievable. I don't Everyone. Even know. Everyone. I'm mad now. <laughs> <laughs> you know where that's from. Obviously. Yes, I do. So that was our show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Markingout.com. I forgot to say that before. Did you? Yeah, I didn't say that in the opener. My oh, bad. Well. Markingout.com. Follow us on Twitter at Markingout, at Dave the Rave underscore MO, at BTTG161, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markingout. 
Go listen to us on Stitcher Radio. Go listen to us on iTunes, MarkingOut.com, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. You can like us there. Please continue to share and watch Cooking with Brandon Episode 4. Start tweeting to any celebrities. Yes, tweet it to celebrities. I need for it to go viral. Well, I don't need it to go viral. I just need more views than Emma's cooking video. Yeah, so let's do it. I think we can do it as a uh, as a team all together. We could work together and get Brandon ahead of Emma. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But Wishful thinking. Yeah, so thank you for tuning in. And we wish you... We wish you... The... the best of luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a great week.